Hello, I'm James Constable, a solicitor at BP Collins. Hello, I'm Olivia Duncan, also a solicitor at BP Collins. And this is the Criminal Maze podcast. In the last two series, we've spoken to professionals who make up the criminal justice system, from a police officer through to a judge and a prison governor. In this series, we're looking slightly more forensically at the justice system, uh, breaking it down, so looking at what happens if you are arrested, how a jury is made up and what happens at a trial. And today we're going to be looking at what happens when a defendant enters court for the first time. Now, to take one step back, there are three different types of offences that someone could be charged with. The first is a summary-only offence, so that means it can only be heard in the magistrate's court, where 95% of cases are heard. Even for the most serious of offences, um, murder or serious sexual offences, they always start in the magistrate's court and then progress to the Crown Court. So summary-only offences include drink driving, um, common assault, and they can only be heard in the magistrate's court, and defendants can only receive a maximum of six months in prison. Some offences are either way, such as assault occasioning actual bodily harm and possession of drugs, meaning that they can be heard in the magistrate's court if the magistrates feel that the sentencing powers are sufficient and it's not an overly complex case, or they can be heard in the Crown Court. And also the defendant can decide if they'd like a jury here, their trial to be heard by a jury or by magistrates. And the most serious of offences are indictable only, meaning they can only be heard in the Crown Court. So, Liv, you are going to be a defendant, I think. They got me. They got me. So I'm meeting you um, on the steps of a magistrate's court. I've committed... No, sorry. It's alleged that I've committed uh, an either-way offence. I don't know whether I want to go before a jury trial or not. If I was deciding whether to elect, how would you advise me to think or what the kind of... Why, why would it be a good idea to go before a jury? So what would happen first, if I was representing you under legal aid um, as a duty solicitor in court, meaning that I'm on a rota and today is my day in the magistrate's court so I get to see anyone that doesn't have a solicitor, I would request the papers from the Crown Prosecution Service. That's now done by email and takes a ridiculous amount of time. <laughs> um, so I would email them and ask them to send the papers to me. The papers would include a charge sheet, so what you've been charged with, in your experience, when you were a legal aid solicitor, did people know what they'd been charged with? Or was it sometimes like they didn't even know why they were there? It, it depends on how chaotic a lifestyle they, they lead. Right. And the majority of clients you see through legal aid um, as a duty solicitor are repeat offenders who right. have issues with drugs or alcohol, mental health issues. And sometimes they don't know why they're in court. Mm, mm. Sorry. Anyway, so you've got the papers. So I've got yeah. the papers. They, they would include a case summary. Um, so what the police believe their case are is. Uh, what the police believe their case is. Some statements and your previous convictions. And I would sit down with you, go through the papers, and advise you on the strength and the weakness of the, the evidence against you, and take your instructions as to what happened. Um, I would explain that when you go into the magistrate's court, you will be faced with either three magistrates who are not legally trained, 
they're there just to listen to the evidence or the case and decide how to dispose of it or for a trial how whether they find you guilty or not guilty. In front of them is a legal advisor who is legally trained who advises magistrates on the law. There would be a prosecuting solicitor and then next from the Crown Prosecution Service and then next to them I would sit and then you would have to sit in the, the dock which is a glass walled box so you can see and hear everything that's happening. For an either way offence I'll explain to you that the magistrates could, if you pleaded guilty, the magistrates would likely, if they felt that six months custody would be sufficient, can deal with your case in the magistrates court. It's likely if you're a first time offender or if you're known to probation, then your case would be either put back to the afternoon so you can meet with probation or adjourned for four or five weeks later on so that you can meet with probation and they can put together a a report um, and you'd be sentenced. If the magistrates felt their sentencing guidelines weren't sufficient, you'd be sent to the Crown Court for sentence. Now, if you decided to plead not guilty, it's likely that magistrates would accept jurisdiction for a case because they still have the option open to send the case to the Crown Court if convicted for sentence. But it is a question, it is up to you whether or not you want to have your your matter heard in the magistrate's court or the Crown Court. And that may come down to you thinking you have more of a chance of an acquittal in front of 12 peers who make up a jury. Um, Because the conviction rate in a magistrate's court, I believe, is around 60, potentially 70%. It's it's a a high percentage of people that are convicted. And then the downside, obviously, is that the Crown Court has got... You can get a much higher sentence if you decide to go into the Crown Court, I guess. There are sentencing guidelines for each offence, and they are considered whether it's dealt with by magistrates or a Crown Court judge. So the sentencing will be the same or similar in both courts. Yeah, so it's then based on my advice as your client... Oh, sorry, my instructions as your client... um, I'll then decide whether or not I want to elect to go up to the Crown Court or whether I want my matter to be heard still in front of the magistrates. That's correct. So I'm in the I'm in the dock. Um, you're in your place. I can see there's three magistrates. There's a legal advisor, as you said, sitting in front of them. I've decided that I'm going to plead not guilty, but that I'm happy to have the hearing in the in the magistrates' court. So if we jump forward to the actual hearing. <laughs> Yes. What are the kind of order of events? So the first hearing, you would be asked to confirm your name, date of birth, address and nationality. Um, The charge would be read to you by the legal advisor, to which you're pleading not guilty. The prosecutor would then stand up and cover the allegation and what they believe has happened. And they would say whether or not they think that the matter could stay in the magistrate's court or if they felt that it was too serious and had to be sent to the Crown Court. I would then, if the, mat- if the prosecution said that they thought the matter was suitable, I would stand up and say that I had no representations and agreed with the venue for the hearing and then sit down again. The legal advisor would ask you if you're content to have your case heard in the magistrate's court or you'd like it tried in the Crown Court, and that's when you have your decision... You, you have your say as to where you want the matter to be heard. After that, you would sit down. Um, the magistrates would see the um, pre-trial preparation form, 
which would have been filled out by me and the prosecutor that outlines what your defence is, which witnesses we want to come and, come and give evidence in court, and whether or not the prosecution think or feel that any of their witnesses need special measures. So sp special measures, for those that don't know, are measures that are put in place in order to achieve the best evidence in court. So for some offences, they're automatic. So if it is, if they're victims of domestic violence or vulnerable, they're, they're automatic. Um, otherwise, they need to, the prosecution need to make an application in court to have special measures. Um, they may be someone giving evidence from behind a screen so they can't see the defendant or appearing via a video link from a different room within the court building or a different building completely. Once the form has been completed, it will give the legal advisor and the magistrates an idea of how long the trial is going to be listed for. In the good old days, there used to be a reporter next to the legal advisor who would update the computer system with the pleas and get a court get a trial date there and then on the computer system but now the legal advisor has to phone a central admin unit who look at the diary and try and find the nearest available date which is normally at least six months after the first hearing in magistrates court and then the matter's put back for that trial date the, the magistrates may feel that bail conditions are necessary um, to ensure that you commit no further offences on bail, answer to court, and don't interfere with witnesses. Um, but otherwise, the only condition is to attend court on the trial date. And if you don't attend, the trial can still proceed in your absence. And it will just mean that you don't have the opportunity to give evidence um, and have your day in court. And so if that was the case, you didn't turn up to court, you'd be found guilty because you wouldn't be able to give evidence. Unless the, the prosecution's case is incredibly weak. Right. And you mentioned there that the um, there's no way of knowing how long the wait will be between that plea hearing and the actual trial. But what about if I've committed a summary-only offence, for example, has to be heard in the magistrate's court, um, and you get the papers through and realise that the offence was actually committed... Uh, seven months ago. So the the case has to be sent to the magistrate's court within six months of the offence date. So if the papers were sent to the magistrate's court within the six months, they're still in time. Outside, you'd be making an application in court to have the matter dropped. Right. Wow. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Criminal Maze podcast, looking at what happens if you're facing an either way offence in the magistrate's court. If you would like us to cover any topics or have any questions that you'd like us to answer, please do contact us on Instagram. Uh, my account is the criminal solicitor and Liv's is... Litigation Live. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do review it, like it and share it so that more people will find out about the Criminal Maze podcast. Thanks for listening.